I, I was saying, I was talking to you the other day about like wishing we could like do a better microphone setup here. Like, you know, <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> you know, like I, I you know, I see, see all these like, you know, TikTok podcasters on and they've got the, what do you call it? The more cylindrical yeah. microphones and stuff like that. And I've got a few at home, but it requires it to kind of be attached to the table like with an arm. I want to get a table. And yeah. RJ wants to get a table yeah, that gonna, we can gonna, do gonna, that with. I'm going to do a translate. Um, I'm going to do it. Also going to, uh, we're going to move the back row. Are we? Are we going to do that? Cause I, okay. Pick a date. Yeah. Uh, new, new year, new, new location. New year? I would love that. All right. All right. Well, I mean, uh, and you know, I, I know we're not you know, raking in the dough with the coffees, but I know we're getting a little something. I mean, a month? Okay. Well, for how many months? We can probably... Yeah, but RJ spends a lot of dough. Shit. Oh, my. Enchilada. Oh, oh beans down. Beans down. <laughs> beans down. You had a photo. Oh, shit. Oh, wait, I got it. I got it. <laughs> oh, man. Mm. Bean uh, roadkill. I don't know. what. He... Beantastrophe. Beantastrophe. There we go. Um, me gusta enchiladas. <laughs> wow. Whoa, baby. Who would like an enchilada? Me, God, me please. Two, Two, please. What kind are they? Whoa. Chicken. I like that. Please then give me that. Fl- flour or corn oh, tortilla? Yes. My hybrid. Ooh, it's a hybrid. It's a florn tortilla. A florn or cower. Clower. Clower tortilla. Florent. Ooh, Which look at that. Ass, yes. Oh, you got a, a good edge one. I'm going to start with one. You want an edge or a middle? Oh, he, he wants to edge all day. He wants to edge all day. Yeah. I want to edge all day. That's That means something different. What? Edging all day. What do you mean? I, can I say something off topic before no. we get into your enchiladas? Yes. Uh. There's weird shit that's going on in Las Vegas all the time. But I find when I come to your neighborhood, RJ, there I I see strange things. Uh Uh, And I made a note of this a while back, but I I, I didn't bring it up. Today, uh, what I made a note of is a little bit different. But today what I saw was uh, a guy on a bike... Not not, weird. not completely weird, abnormal. With a with a grocery bag, as not one weird. does, not weird. In one hand, and on not not holding it, but hooked to the handlebars. Uh-huh. So in his left hand, he had a grocery bag. Mm-hmm. Near his right hand, but somehow clipped to the handlebars, was a half gallon of half filled chocolate milk a half gallon of plastic half gallon a thing? plastic half yeah, gallon yeah. Uh-huh. not like he just bought it and came from the store no, but no. that he had been drinking it either throughout the morning well, or he Johnny, took it with him to the store being a triathlete you know that riding a bike <laughs> is hard work he needs his energy and i was like well that that's interesting not a water bottle or anything but just like a half filled jug of chocolate milk but what I made note of one time was on more than one occasion, and it's not the same person coming to your neighborhood, I've seen dudes 
skateboarding while smoking cigarettes. <laughs> And I, that doesn't sit right with me. <laughs> I feel like you should have to do one or the other. Huh. You can either skateboard. You could. You can carry your skateboard and smoke a cigarette. Right. You can smoke a cigarette and walk to where you're going. With a skateboard? Yeah, Hold, holding having skateboard. one, yeah. But yeah. I, I feel like actually skating and smoking cigarettes, I'm like, I, what are you doing? What are you trying to prove? That's, I, that is... It's too much cool, or it's too much like irreverence for the man, or something. I don't know. It's wrong with me. I don't like it. I don't trust it. I don't trust a dude who can skate and smoke at the same time. Hello. This looks Perfect. delicious. Thank you. Oh my gosh. That's a lot of food. Got to save room for dessert. Oh, there are no guests today. We don't today. have a guest today. What yeah, are you talking about? Actually, right. we have a phone in guest. We did have a sneak preview. We do have a phone in guest? We do. We'll see. A phony guest? Yep. RJ, tell us and the kind bozos what are we eating? Gentlemen, we're eating some chicken and cheese and green chili enchiladas. Chili. Some Spanish rice, some refried beans. And uh, for dessert, we'll get to that later. Mm. Mm. Oh, dear, RJ. This is very delicious. My goodness. Mm. Damn. That's really fucking good. What's uh I'm big on enchiladas too. I make a good enchilada. Yeah, dude. And and I was gonna say, to be fair. Yeah. When you say <laughs> I'm okay, it's super I'm simple. okay with that being our yeah, catchphrase. That's fine, yeah. When you <laughs> well, say like, oh it's super it, right? simple. Yeah, well, we yeah, where's that from? It. It's from um Letter Kenny. Letter Kenny, yeah. Oh, yeah we right, talked right. about it a long time ago. But I I'm glad that we've that we've taken it appropriated it one would say rj would say it's actually super easy but in this case i believe enchilada is pretty easy i mean depending on what your filling is going to be how complicated you want to get with your filling but and if you make your own enchilada sauce which i did okay well here we go inside inside yeah so it is enchiladas can be very simple and these were very simple the way that we make them at my house is simple yeah well you know i mean and the way restaurants make them are different than the way we make them at home. Because at home, we bake them like I did here. In restaurants, they kind of griddle fry the tortilla for a bit first to get it all soft and floppy. Then they fill it. Then they sauce it. And they cheese it. And then they put it in the microwave for a minute. Oh. And that does everything. Yeah. And that has a place. That's a really good enchilada as well. I like the bake, though. I like the bake, too. I like to go baked. Um, like this to was baked, bro. The bake. Can you pass me some beans? Mm-hmm. Thank you. Go ahead. Some- um, the, the filling's really easy. I, um, I took, uh, nine chicken thighs, bone in, skin on, put them in the bottom of a pan, got them a little brown, threw in an onion, uh, cut in quarters, a whole bulb of garlic cut in half, um, two serrano chilies. Wait, what did you, what word did you use of garlic? Bulb. I thought you said vulve. 
Yeah, no, vulva. Like, a vulva. I, 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 yeah. A vulva of garlic. I was yeah. like, hit that vulva. Yeah. Hit that vulva, yo. <laughs> <laughs> Getting high and hitting that vulva. <laughs> um, and then uh, I put in like 10 or 12 dried pasilla peppers. Excuse me? Yeah. The Hello? Hello? I mean, what this is the filthiest enchilada Pas- I've ever had. Pasilla. P-A-S-I-L-L-A. All right. Um, covered it with uh, cold water and let it simmer for two hours. Pulled the chicken out, left the veg in, let it simmer for another two hours. Shredded the chicken. Um, added a little bit of the, strained the stock that was left, added a little bit of the stock to the chicken. Put in some chopped up green chilies and some uh, three kinds of cheese, and that was the filling. Yeah, that's not super simple. It really is pretty. I mean, you can it, do the same thing with chicken stock. It's not complicated, but right. there's a there's there's more to that than right. But you can do the exact same thing with chicken stock if you want to make your own stock. But you don't have to because you yeah. can buy. The reason I was making stock is I was making enchilada sauce, and I didn't want to buy canned enchilada sauce. And you used you used the chicken sauce in the enchilada. I sauce. I used the chicken stock. The chicken stock. Yeah. yeah um, and what I did with the chicken stock is uh, after I strained it, I added another bag of pasilla peppers. Um, and let them reconstitute, and then I whiz the whole thing up in the blender, and that's the sauce because it's just pasilla peppers, the garlic from the stock, and everything. So I wanted to make a fortified stock so I didn't have to flavor the sauce. Mm. And how do you do the rice? Mm. All the rice is is some of the stock and some of the enchilada sauce mixed together into the wa- just for the water, and I put the rice in, and then let it cook. So but, you, you you put all the seasoning in and then and mm-hmm. not season after season it in the water as it's cooking. Yeah. Um, if you use a rice cooker though, because the consistency is a little thicker than water, it will shut off three or four times before it's done, uh-huh. thinking that it's done. Oh. Mm-hmm. So you have to keep checking it. In this. Mm-hmm. <coughs> yeah, I don't know. We just got a rice cooker like I don't know, maybe six months ago. Maybe it was eight. I don't know. Not too long ago. Up until then, it was always me doing exactly the same thing that my wife did. And her rice was good, and mine was shit, and it was either too dry or it was too mushy. And I was like, what's about? I'm, I'm doing the same thing. I'm leaving it. I'm putting it on. I'm just putting... And finally, thing one is like, when I was up in Oregon, we had a rice cooker. Why don't you just get a rice cooker? And I'm like, okay, rice cooker. I'm going to go online. I got something else to sit on the shelf. It's like $37.5 on Amazon, if that. It is so easy. Yeah. It's this perfect like every time. Through this. Yeah. May, I mean, I got a little one like this. It, yeah. it may have been, I don't know, one size up or whatever. It just has, has this. Yeah. I mean, it's got a thing where like, if you want to steam vegetables, it's got a little thing in it that you can steam vegetables at the same time. So maybe what... It is so easy. It's yeah. perfect every time. Yeah. I, I'm like, everyone should just have one if you eat rice yeah. at all. I bought this. I used to do the same thing you did. I was a rice purist. Do it on the stovetop. Mm. And I was like, fuck it, man. And it, I, because of you guys. I was like, I don't have time to stand over the stove and watch rice mm. while I'm cooking other shit and getting ready for a podcast. <laughs> so I said, I'm going to buy a rice cooker that way because it was, it was for the, um, uh, the-, the skewers. Oh. Oh, 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 yeah. Huh. And I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to do a rice cooker. And I used it once. I'm like, I'm never going back to the other way. So simple. Yeah. Set it and forget it. Set and forget it, baby. Ron, 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 Popio. Ron Popio. He was the set it and forget it guy, right? Yeah. I know this phrase, but. He was also the uh, pocket fisherman guy. 
Yeah, uh, set it and forget it. Ron yes. Popeil had the, uh, which cooker did he have? The oven, the Ronco. Yeah, Ronco. Huh. Ah, Ron. Sounding familiar. Just screaming in their devices, Jimmy. So they're, they're, it's a uh, infomercial sort yeah, of thing? Yeah, he was, he was kind of a made uh, like an as-seen-on-TV kind of set specialist. It and forget it. He would do set it and for you know he had like kind of the the crowd of you know middle aged white right, women and right. they would all be the like, Ronco oh, Showtime rotisserie the oh, rotisserie geez. that's what it was it, was it looked like a little toaster oven uh-huh. but it was a rotisserie like spun your little chicken and things we would set it and forget it that, that was that was the whole thing <laughs> set it and they they go ah, and forget it so he made his claim to fame in the late seventies early eighties with the um, Ron Popio Pocket Fisherman. Okay. Which was a fishing pole that was about 10 inches long that you could yes. extend to four right. feet. Anytime you're driving along, oh, I'm going to fish that spot. <laughs> yeah. Happens all the time. Yep. <laughs> Find a need and f- fulfill it. <laughs> the mother of invention. Yeah. <laughs> Just driving down the street and you see a body of water, a puddle. Here, it happens to me like three times a day here. Yeah, sure. At least. Actually, well, over on Rancho, when it rained, you you could have you could have yeah, fished exactly. that body of water. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do feel like the drivers in this town, like that's what they do. They just kind of drive, and like something catches their eye, and they just slam on the brakes when there's nobody in front of them for no fucking reason. Something shiny. Oh yeah, great. And that's what you know. I, it, the <clears throat> okay. I, I I'm sorry to talk about Jimmy. What's in your craw? Las Vegas <laughs> drivers, but. Give me a fucking break. They're either of two minds. They're either psychotic and they just cut off everybody and are going, you know, at least 15 miles over the speed limit. Or they're going 15 miles under the speed limit Mm -hmm. and they just check their brakes because, yeah, something shiny or something wrong with their foot and so they're trying to scrape it off on their brake pedal or something. I don't know because why would you fucking slow down right now? Why? What what's the point of slowing down right now? There's no point. Well, you got to slow. You, you got to slow down as you're getting on the freeway because you you can't be too careful. <laughs> right, right. That's the big one. Or when they see a a yellow light as an opportunity to pause their driving, not be, you know, they're like at they're like at the at, at the intersection, and then the yellow light just turns on and they slam on their brakes. There's yeah. like, oh shit, a yellow light. Great, I don't have to go anymore. I can I can be not driving for another four and a half minutes. Maybe they have text to answer. <laughs> My favorite is the the when the emergency vehicles are coming down the opposite lane. Yeah, and it's divided by a center divider berm type yeah. of thing. Oh yes, and everybody on my side pulls over. Of course, and I'm like, okay, well, that is the right thing to do, mm. just in the wrong lane. <laughs> right, right, right. I, I do feel like. The, like people are coming back to the time, like the the early 1900s, when 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 automobiles were first introduced. They weren't used to go from A to B. They were they were used to like take a drive around the country, uh, Sunday drive, a Sunday drive. Like let's look around. Like oh look, look here here's another strip mall. I wonder I wonder if they have a Chipotle. Yep. Wait, wait slow down. Yep, that's a Chipotle. Let's go, keep going. That's what I feel like Vegas drivers are doing. Uh, it's bad. Well, it's funny that you bring up such a topical um, plight, oh, plight okay. that we have. Yes. Um, last week, I brought up some headlines. Uh, and this week, there was, um, just today, not a 
what's the word I'm looking for? Um, there were there were plentiful headlines abounding. Let's put it that way. Headline number one: Naked man fights cop and steals police Ooh, car. I saw this. Yes, so did I. The, I a video? Now, yes. Oh. There's a video I, that you can't see exactly what happened ahead of time. Right. But you you will see a naked man basically shove a cop away from mm-hmm. him, jump into the open door, <laughs> not of a cop car, cop truck, a cop truck, Ooh, SUV, cop SUV, and the cop like. Tries to go for him and grab the door, and the dude just you no, know, not an SUV like you know the kind of truck that probably has you know a bunch of you know ammunition and stuff <laughs> in the back. A truck that's got a big, closed bed. Yeah, yeah, like a big okay. square. Oh, okay, cap, okay, like yes, a big yes, square yes. cap on the bed. Gotcha. Yeah, closed cop truck. Yeah, takes oh. off on it, and he he was climbing into the the back or no no no, no into the driver's to seat to try to drive away. Yes. Yeah, yeah, drove away. Um, he pushed the cop. Cop fell down. Cop immediately got back up. Cop was a rounder cop. I'm not gonna lie. Um, guy drove off like two blocks later, crashed into another car and got stopped. But I didn't so, know how it ended okay. or anything. It was a suicide call. There was a naked Ooh. man in the center of Rainbow and something, um, just threatening to commit suicide. Cop okay. rolls up on him. Guy goes ape shit. Um, pushes he's, the. So he's naked at the, the, all the entire time. He's yep, naked. Entire time he's naked. Okay. He, he gets in a, a, a actual scuffle with the cop. <laughs> okay. Cop kind of corrals him near the car, and the guy just has PCP strength and just pushes that cop away and jumps in and drives off. And it was it, it, the only thing missing from that video is the Benny Hill soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I okay. I have a few things mm-hmm. about this. <laughs> One, nothing funnier than my vision of a naked man fighting a clothed man. Uh-huh. <laughs> like that yeah. just is like hilarious. In Wait, my head. isn't there a scene? Uh, in uh, Borat, where oh yeah, where the two guys naked? Fighting. Oh, they're both yeah, naked yeah. fighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Borat, and any his... naked fighting is funny. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yes. Um, and then second of all, <laughs> what are the cops doing? Leaving the keys in the ignition for shit like this? Like, they're also running, running. Yeah, but I will say, in the cops' defense, he was in the middle of the intersection. The cop was, the, and, and the naked guy. Okay. He's, he stopped him in the middle of the intersection, so he probably got out to get the guy out of the middle of the I think they keep it running in in, in, in case, case they, they just to... need to jump in and take off. Uh, or in case, you know, the naked guy needs to just jump in and take off. <laughs> there should be some something like some sort of extra measure where it's like, okay, like a safety on a gun, you know, or like right. a, 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 a fingerprint sort of thing or a face, facial recognition, something like an iPhone like a code thing. in your shoe. Ooh, it, it a chip. The chip, like a that, chip that works with the gas pedal. Yes, yes. I mean, you know. Well, uh, Ron Popeil. Yeah. What, what could go wrong with that, I, I guess, but like. Now um, you got robbers cutting off cops' feet. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. And the second headline today okay. is uh, another only happens in Vegas type of headline. Mm-hmm. It seems our illustrious Raiders head coach and general manager was fired last night. Yes, Josh McDaniel uh-huh. was fired. Oh. Um, and there were rumors circling about, about why, but we all know it was because of his Monday night performance. Uh, they lost. On Monday Night Football, and it was it was like their sixth loss this yeah, season. Yeah, they're not doing well. They're, they're not doing well. Yeah, 
That was Man. not. Yeah, but Oakland Raiders are coming, or I mean, the Oakland A's are coming, and that's going to change everything. We're gonna, now we're going to demo the, the Tropicana and bring the worst baseball team <laughs> in the league. Don't worry, that won't make any noise at all. Okay, thank you. No, I just hit the switch. Um, yes, the Monday night uh, football game was um, definitely one of the factors. I feel like there's going to be something else that you're going to bring up. There is here. definitely something else I'm going to bring it, up. I feel it brewing. Uh, it seems that yesterday it was Halloween. It was, and I have some things to say yeah. about that. Yeah. Yesterday was Halloween, and yeah. uh, he showed up to the Raiders training oh, no. facility. Oh, no. Give me blackface. Give no. Him all, oh. no. We should have a little, we should have a six-sided die, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> or, or however many. We'll get Voki to make it. Yeah, yeah. And one side says, like, blackface. Uh-huh. Right. One, one side says... Uh, uh, Hitler. Hitler. <laughs> one side says N-word. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll just roll the dice on why somebody gets fired. So, sadly, it was not blackface, but it was just as funny. Okay. He came dressed as... The owner of the club, Mark Davis. Huh. Oh. <laughs> and who, who, uh, as we know, yeah. has a, a special barber, I think in California still somewhere, that he flies to or flies him in or something to get his bowl. Yes, to you're making the right thing. That cut? He has the worst haircut on the planet, and he has a special barber that he goes to to give him that haircut. Yeah. So uh, Mark Davis played along, very funny. Even bought him. Uh, yeah, Google me right, Jimmy. Because Mark Davis um, orders the same lunch from P.F. Chang's every day. Mark Davis does. Yes. Yeah. See, this is, he has a weird course. So dude, he actually ordered Josh McDaniel his lunch and sent it to him uh, for lunch that day. Oh, and uh, <laughs> yeah, and it, uh, Davis, uh, not Davis, uh, McDaniel got to the end of lunch and um, uh, opened his fortune cookie. No way. And in the fortune cookie, you're fired, hotshot. Oh! Is this true? Absolutely. That's actually how it happened? Yes. Oh, my wow. God. That's baller. You're fired, hotshot. Oh, no. That is baller. That is wow. fantastic. Fuck, where is it? So good. What a move. Think you're so funny, pal? Yeah. What? A, I mean, yes. Obviously, like... He got fired because the Raiders are terrible and they need something to be done. But like, what a way to go! What a way to go! Yeah. If I was going to get fired, I'd want it to be something like that. Oh I yeah. Have a story to tell. Have you ever been fired? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I. Oh, <laughs> is it is it for reasons you can speak about on a podcast? Oh, I can speak about it. Um, I was. I may have brought this up before. I don't even remember. Uh. This might be hard to, to, hard for you guys to fathom or believe, but I was um, brought up on human resources charges at a former job. Uh-huh. Really? Yes. Um, Wait, I think we have... This sounds vaguely familiar. It was, I, was not, I was not a sexual aggressor or using my work or my title or my job before anything, the advancement of anything sexual or anything like that. Did you have to register? Uh, no, I didn't like have to register anything. The police department. Uh, the the <laughs> mediator determined that um, although he is not a predator, and he is none of his none of his actions were used in the way that we think Title Seven is abound. He is just has a horrible sense of humor and no censors. Yes, he's a bore. I wouldn't say horrible sense of humor, but I would say no censors. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Especially however long ago this was. This was uh, 2008. Okay. 
I was vice president of a company that tasted and rated foods. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I was fired. I got fired one time. I mean, fired is probably not the right word, but I was working. Man, I must have been maybe 19. I was working at a a cafe in Middletown, Ohio called the Sunshine Cafe. Mm -hmm. And it was basically a glorified... I was going to say a glorified Denny's, but it was a, a locally owned kind of, you can get anything you want, any time of day. Uh, you know, you want spaghetti and meatballs? Great. It's on the menu. You you want, you know, a strip steak? Great. Sure. It's on the menu. You want burgers and fr- like everything you can think of. Like a pepper. And milk. I was, yeah. And I, I mean, I didn't, I was a terrible, uh, I started as a bus boy mm. and then I would fill in, nobody Say what say what you will about the old white Christians in Ohio. Yeah, they don't tip. Really? So nobody wanted to work the Sunday afternoon shift because that was the worst crowd to work for. WWJD. He wouldn't tip. I can tell you that much. <laughs> so from time to time, they would ask me to fill in as a waiter on the Sunday afternoon shift or Sunday evening shift, and I was terrible at it because I never did it enough, and the menu was impossible, and there were all these codes. You had to write everything down, you know, or whatever. But anyway, uh, I was working there, and a friend was working on a music project at the time that she wanted me to be involved in and, like, go in the studio and play some drums and stuff, and I kept asking for, you know, time off, and then it was like there were two weeks left in the summer, and I was going to go back to school, and then... I went in to talk to, you know, one of the bosses. There were there were two managers. They were both named John. Ugh. And they made you watch the videos <laughs> of like how to scrape more, you know, mayo out of the jar because oh, great. over a, a long period of time you're costing the company this one training video. Anyway, I went in at one point and just said, uh, you know, I, I mean, I know I'm supposed to work this weekend, but I've got this project. And my friend, he goes, let me ask you something, John. <laughs> do you like working here? And I said, no, not particularly. It's just a job until I go back to school. And he goes, would you be happier if you just made today your last day? And I was like, yeah, I would. Yes, he goes, I would. let's just make today your last day. Wow. And I was like, sounds good. That's good. <laughs> so then I went, you know, two weeks without having a job and then went back to school. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it was kind of like him saying like, mm, why don't you just get out, you know, yeah. but I don't know really fired is probably not the right word for that. Right. I was wrecking my brain. I don't, I don't remember really. I, I do remember getting let go because of downsizing because the company was like losing money <laughs> and what kind of company the way your mouth made the word down i swear to god i thought you were going to say i got fired because, because of down, down syndrome, syndrome. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a it's a crutch i have to bear oh. a cross i have to bear not a crutch never mind um it was they don't all use crutches <laughs> it was um a Oh, SRS, Special Risk Services. It was a branch of Aon Insurance. Ugh. Yes. And I was like, I was just office boy. You know, I kind of got shit done, made copies, made sure the computers were backed up and like kind of running around doing stuff, proofreading I shit, all, that, too, all yeah. that stuff. You know, I was the assistant to the assistant underwriter. I bet you were. Of a, uh, of a, uh, the Special Risk Services specifically dealt with 
heavy hauling transportation insurance. Hold on, I just fell asleep. Say say what you said again. (laughs) My God. I won't. I won't. That Um, sentence was the most boring thing I've ever heard you say. Yeah, you're telling me. Um, But there were a lot of cute girls in the office that I... There you go. ...that I flirted hard with. Um, uh, And... Everybody liked me. I liked everybody. It was a really nice situation and stuff like that. And there was a, a and you know one of the one of the head guys there called me into his office and was like, you know, there's no real delicate way of saying this. I'll come straight to the point. We we're we have to make some sacrifices and changes, and we don't want to do this, but we're going to have to let you go. You have your choice of like you can finish out the day today or oh that day yeah oh yeah that's yeah yeah no severance package involved no um yeah i don't know no no because i wasn't there very long or something like that or no no well maybe maybe he did offer me like a week or something like that or he's like or you can just leave today i'm like yeah i guess i'll just make today my last day he's like yeah no problem we're sad sad that we have to do this we don't really want to we got to do it and blah 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 and it was like oh like a week before, a couple of weeks before, an old college buddy, God damn it, look at that pie. This, that is a beautiful looking pie, RJ. That's going to, we'll I talk can, about that in a second. I can see right now that's going to cut. Anyway, um, about a, a few weeks before, I, uh, an old college buddy, um, uh, I ran into her on the street and she was like, hey, are you looking for a job? I'm, we're, I'm working on this, on this new frontier called the internet what (laughs) so i'm gonna uh you didn't say this earlier but i'm gonna guess this year Mm -hmm. this would have been 19 uh, let's see 1994 i'm gonna just say 96 no much later oh really yeah 90 98 99 okay yeah 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 so it wasn't that new but it was still like you know i didn't have an E- a personal email address when I got this job uh-huh. at that time, so I didn't even know what kind of what that was. Um, but um, she, she, a few months before I get let go, she was like saying, like, you know, do you want to do this thing? It's like uh, you have to proofread, you know, stuff like this, and it's just, and I'm like, yeah, I can do that, but I've got a fine job, no thanks, you know. And then I got fired, and I called her up, and I was like, hey, you still looking? And she was like, certainly am. And so, like, thank God because. It taught me Photoshop. It taught me the inner workings of the internet. It got me yeah. like figuring out how to like build my own websites like that early and stuff. So it, it was a really great job, and it was much less boring than, than heavy hauling uh-huh. a, a truckers insurance. And it was like, I mean, it, it was apartments.com was like the main thing. But it, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It also held like newhomenetwork.com, cars.com. It was all kind of under the same umbrella of classified. And you should have gotten some back end on. That while you were there, cars.com is huge still. Yeah, so is apartments. Yeah, apartments still is, is still big, and you know, they had other things too. I think there's some like a uh, uh, job uh, finding, like a like a monster.com. It wasn't a monster, it was something else, but anyway. Uh, and like everybody in the office, you know, like in the insurance, everybody in the office, like straight laced, you know, put together, you uh-huh. know, nice, you know, sport coat and stuff like that. And then you get to this, like, you know. They're like tattooed. They're like in two bands and stuff. It's all like the, I'm like these are my people, you know. Right. So they were graphic designers, and they were like you know on you know in the forefront of all that stuff. And I, I lasted in that like like four four or five years. It was a good good job. 
I worked for a. I got hooked up with a temp agency. Yes. When I was in. New That's York. how I got the uh, special risk yeah. services job. And so I, I. I mean, I took all different kinds of jobs yeah. for you know two days at a time, two sure. months at a time, um, and. Uh, Many many stories abound with all these different companies that I worked for and ad agencies and all that kind of stuff. But the the one story that I like to tell um, is I taught myself. I they would say to me, for example, "Oh, uh, do you know Microsoft Excel? Yeah, I know Microsoft of Excel." Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then I would show up the first day and I'd be sitting next to somebody. And go, well, how do I do Microsoft Excel? What, 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 yeah, yeah. what am I supposed to do with yeah, a spreadsheet? Yeah, yeah, how yeah. do I add these numbers together? Yeah, yeah. Um, but we. Uh, I took a job one time for a company. Oh, I know I know what company it was, actually. It was, at the time, they were called Learner. But it be, it eventually became NY and Co. It was like uh, a clothing, the co- clothing company, like right. Learner. L-E-R-N-E-R. L-E-R-N-E-R. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. And I worked in the import and export division. Mm-hmm. Man, what was that guy's name? I think his name was, I think my boss's name was Mike. John. Mike something. Anyway, um, they were, this tells you, uh, you know, how long ago this was. They were converting uh, their import and export. They, they had a new computer system where all of the, all of the airports and all of the seaports and everything, it was all going to be automated. And they they had a new computer system that they were working, but they needed all of this information just basically put into this sure. computer system. And so it was my job. I had a packet mm-hmm. of all of the airports mm-hmm. all over the entire world mm-hmm. and all of the sea ports, which I think oh. every seaport, you know, the airports have a, th- a three-letter code. Yes. And the seaports all have like a five or six number code mm. all over the world. And it was my job to take to like... Start with the A's in the airport in the city, and I, there was like a page, and I would go in and I would put in what the three uh, code is, the the city and the country of yeah. where it is, and just basically just enter that information for that airport, and I would go to the next one or whatever. And so I, I went in, I'm chicken pecking, and I'm you know putting in the stuff <laughs> or whatever, and I went to my boss, and I this was like day two, <laughs> and I said to him, I, I, have, I have a question about putting all of this in, like. How quickly does this all need to be done? And he was like, I, I don't really care as long as it gets done. And you know, you're I was making like, you know, fourteen dollars yeah, an hour right. or whatever for the oh, temp yeah. agency. And and uh I said, Okay, because I think I'm gonna teach myself how to type. And he was like, Yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah. So I spent like three weeks with my fingers on the QWERTY keyboard yes. in the right place yes. instead of using two or three like I always had until uh-huh. I was, you know, twenty three and a half years old. And I would look and I would go, okay, Belgium, B, yeah, E, L. And yes. I would like sit there yes. all day long with my fingers in the right spots. Take you four times and as long to yes, do it if you it were like forever. Weeks and weeks and weeks I spent putting in these number codes and these letter codes and everything. But I taught myself how to type doing that. And <sighs> you made money doing it. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like that's different from like writing words and sentences and stuff like that, right? I mean, are you are you like able to type out like conversationally? Well, I mean, I can now. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But like but I, I mean, it was it was 
literally just a matter of going. I I just need to memorize where the letters are yeah, on yeah, the keyboard, yeah. and 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 I was I always had to look like I had to lift my little fingers up and make and like see which you know letters were under mm-hmm. which fingers or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it, I mean, I say three weeks. Like it may have it may have been twice that. I don't even yeah, remember sure. how long it was. It was a long time. It's so funny. It got to the point where I just I could look. And like I could look at the page yeah, and, and get pretty close going. to what I was doing. Then I'd go back up and go, oh, oh nope, I made a that. mistake. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. I'd have to kind of, you know, go like, where's the comma again? Yeah, oh, oh yeah, there's yeah, the yeah, comma. Yeah. You know, yeah, kind yeah. of reach for the comma or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Taught myself how to type doing that. That's great. Up until then, man. But I mean, just tells you what a moron I was when it came to like computers and technology. <laughs> uh-huh. and all that. Let's talk about what is before us. I, well, I don't know if you're ready. I mean, are you guys ready for because your plate's still in front of you, and that doesn't prove to me that you're ready for what's about to happen. Just talk about the fucking I pie. Think, I think we need. I think we need to videotape whether it's like, whether it cuts or not. It it like look at this. I'm shaking the bowl. There's no there's no shake. Talk about how this came up. It will cut. How did this come up? How did this come up? Okay, so <clears throat> I was in Berlin in 2018, 2019, and then towards the end of my time there, I was getting very, very... Are you okay? I'm having some stomach cramps right now. I don't oh. know what's going on. I think I'm pregnant. Oh, no. You having an enchilada, baby? I yeah. think so. A little poo, baby. Uh, towards the end of there, I started like missing a lot of uh, uh, American foods, especially desserts, especially pies, especially blueberry pies. Um. Sorry. The ice cream is excellent. Um, so I went around like different places trying to find a, an excellent blueberry pie in Berlin, Germany. Different restaurants, different grocery stores. Couldn't find anything. Couldn't this find it in fort. the frozen section. Couldn't find it in the... No, this is my fort. Yeah. Couldn't find it anywhere. How many pies were there? <clears throat> Nine pies! Nine pies! <laughs> <laughs> I was like, where is this going? Where is this going? Got it. Oh, yeah. Um, Swing, and it's out of here. So I said, at, at one point, I just said, fuck it. I'm going to make my own blueberry pie. You're damn right. Get a bunch of blueberries. So I go to the grocery store. I'm like, okay, uh, uh, where are the pre-made uh, pie crusts? And I'm like, I'm not finding the pre-made pie crusts anywhere. So I went to... Uh, the guy working at the grocery store, he spoke English, and I was like, where, where are your, like, you know, pre-made, like, frozen or not frozen, whatever, pie crusts? And he was like, what what, 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 are, you, what are you talking about? He had no idea what I was talking about. It's like, you know, it's like, you get a tin, like a, 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 tin, a pie tin, and it's got a pie crust already in it, and you get some more dough that you put on top, whatever. And he's just looking at me like I got three heads. He's just like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. I'm like, like a pie, like a blueberry, apple pie, blueberry pie. And he's like, nope, no idea. So I realized they don't do pies at all in, I guess, all of Germany or maybe I don't know how much of Europe or whatever. But like, I guess they don't just do that. What they do for desserts is cake. They just cake everything like it's it's all very just dry, not really that sweet. And I was just had a hankering for this like gelatinous goo that holds your fruity goodness together. <laughs> and so I was like, when I got home to, sh- to, uh, to the States, oh, man. it fucking cuts, dude. It cuts. That's the way, that's a blueberry pie. 
Um, <laughs> yeah. And so I, when I got back to the States, I promptly got myself a fucking, you know, pre-made pie crust, bunch of blueberries, and all the fixins and all the stuff, and made my own, and I never could make a good apple or blueberry pie. It would all just drool on the plate into this, like, soupy mess. And I, I, I could never crack the code. But if I did crack the code, or RJ, if you want to, like, go in on this, the idea I came up with while I was still in Berlin, open a pie, American pie shop in uh-huh. Berlin, call it American pie. And you can call it Alfiederzane American pie. <laughs> Einzwei American Pie. Einzwei American Pie. That was the one that I came up with. Einzwei American Pie. That's not mine, is it? Yeah. No, that's too big of a piece. Uh, I can't eat that much. Then don't eat it. Oh, but, but why waste it though? We're not wasting it. Okay. But so, but the whole point of whether or not it cuts is because yours was always a soupy gelatinous exactly. mess. Yes. RJ has cut a beautiful. It is swath of this blueberry is the first pie. blueberry pie I've ever made. It's as stiff as as me on my prom night. Does, nice. Wow. <laughs> does that? How does it? Let me ask you, Jimmy. Dude, this is like stiffer than shit. <laughs> you don't you don't want super stiff shit. How does it make you? Well, first of all, let's just talk about the pie. How's the pie? The pie is excellent. What? Okay, it's too stiff. <laughs> what what is up with this? What'd you do? Um, is it what too stiff? As in, it's like inedible. No, it's. It looks to me. It looks a little bit like cranberry sauce. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. It's it's um. It's it's got the it's 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 got, it's got the Jello consistency. Yeah, the consistency of like um. I don't know what, almost like a fudge filling or something. You're not, you're not getting kind of the gooeyness. There's you're not getting, you're yeah. not getting the gooey blueberryness. I'm sorry to say, there's something missing. There's something missing. The flavor is good. It's got a nice blue flavor. There, there, there is something to the flavor too that's not quite right. It's not tart enough. That's maybe what uh, it is. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. There's a, there's a, there's an aftertaste of some sort. That's. That's the that's always been blueberry aftertaste for me though. Yeah, I think blueberries have an aftertaste in my opinion. But okay, so I may have put a little too much cornstarch in it. It's a cornstarch, yeah. Yep. Because you were worried that yeah. it was going to be soupy. You really didn't want so it to overstarch. You were like <laughs> you overshot. That's all right. That's a great. This is a great, great experiment. Okay, I was going to ask, and 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 I was going to ask you like. You made all of these soupy pies. How does that it make you shit. feel that RJ does one and it turns out to be able to cut, but now that it's not as good, it probably makes you feel a little bit better. No, no. I don't. <laughs> it's, it's like I'm eating Play-Doh. It's, yeah, ex- that's it's little, it. It's kind of doughy. It's, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, no, no. I'm, I'm, the crust. I'm, I, I take no, I take no, uh, uh, no happy, pleasure, no in pleasure in, in, in something like I this. I take no. the crust and go. This ice cream, though. 
oh, dude, no, the ice cream. The ice cream How do you do? Slaps. You have an ice cream maker? That little silver thing right there on the second shelf. Oh, up on the top, up there. Yeah. Yeah, the ice cream is Woo. fantastic. Got a freeze, tooth freeze for ingredients: mm-hmm. milk, sugar, vanilla, and sweet, sweet cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Mm-hmm. Egg. Egg. Same, Same thing. thing it's, a, it's a custard. I am sorry about the pie, boys. Oh, don't be don't sorry. Be sorry about the pie. Give me a break. This is. I, I, you can have as much ice cream as you want, though. This is great. Well, let's go to a different topic, shall we? If you want. I was thinking about it the last couple of days, and. I remember on New Year, we had we 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 went down a little, or on July Fourth actually we went down a little deep dive on mm. you know the country and its founding and all that sure. kind of stuff. Yesterday was Halloween Back when America was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well we got to make it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, yesterday was Halloween, and by the way, Jimmy, mm. I said something at work last night, and I found out I was wrong. You were wrong. I, I, was I know wrong. exactly what you're talking about. Yesterday was also Nevada Day, or as the uh, Spaniards probably originally pronounced it Nevada Day, which is what the rest of the country says, but we live in Nevada, so we say Nevada, Nevada. Day. Okay? So I thought, oh, maybe I'll start a little segment that calls Johnny Ruins Holidays. <laughs> I like this a lot. And I tried to ruin Halloween and Nevada Day by going down a deep dive and throwing some facts together, but I really couldn't. There's not really much to ruin about it. About Halloween? Yeah, I mean, other than the fact of like, I mean, we could talk about it. Yeah, but I jotted down a few things, but mostly about Nevada Day because we but live hold on. in Nevada Day. Now, Nevada Day Nevada. was yesterday. Nevada Day was yesterday. Here's what I'm reading today, though. Okay, give that, it to me because I, I I know about this now because I went down it. I'm here. I'm reading. I've read today that Nevada Day is actually the the last Friday of October every year. Jim, I'm glad you brought this up. I here here me here's me thinking I got I got I, I got you I got you Miles. Well, you no, got me. No. But here here's uh let me let me let me give you a little a little bit of history. Give me a little bit of history, okay. Johnny. Uh Nevada, well let's let's see. Let's play a little game. We can we can go down to ha- ha- uh, Halloween if we want. I ta- I read a little bit about kind of where trick or treating comes from mm-hmm. and you know All Saints Day and All Souls Day. Today mm-hmm. by the way, happy All Saints Day. Today's oh, All Saints Day. Mazel. So let's You're a saint for giving us that. Let's mm-hmm. throw a little prayer out for all of those saints and then tomorrow All Souls mm-hmm. Day, mm-hmm. everybody who was faithful in the past that died throw out a little prayer for them and wish them and well. Fuck everybody else. Yeah, yeah, cuz they're burning in hell as we speak. Mm-hmm. Um Nevada. It was, I'll tell you this, it was admitted to the Union mm-hmm. on October 31st, mm-hmm. 1864, mm-hmm. which was during the Civil War. Do you know which number state Nevada is? What number Ooh, state? 31. Ooh, are you going in for Aren't the you going number? quick, 31. I can only make a guess. Uh-huh. Um... I'll give you a hint. It's not exactly 31. So is it over or under? I'm going to say over. It's a pretty good guess, though. Pretty good guess, RJ. I'm going to say over. I'm going to say like 35. Okay. Also a good guess. 
36. Oh. 36. Number 36. Very good. Um, it was, uh, of course, uh, known for its silver. Yes. And still yes. known for as the silver state. You know, that's silver the slogan. The, uh, the Comstock load, which was near Virginia City, was a big silver ore load, uh, load that, that made the, the discovery, made all these people flood to that area. And although we didn't at the time have exactly 60,000 people to become a state, which mm. if you've listened to uh, the Toledo War of the Dollop, you would, you would know about. You need sixty. You needed sixty thousand people to ask Congress, like, "Hey, we got this territory, and we'd like to be a state." Okay, we probably a little over forty thousand at the time, but I don't know if you know how these things work. Money was involved. What really? There was so much money coming from the Comstock load of silver that the Congress said, "Yeah, you don't have sixty thousand people, but we could use the four hundred million dollars for the war effort." Right. So come Whoa. on in, Nevada. Wow. Nevada means what? The Spaniards were the first ones that were non-natives to kind of explore this territory. Of course, we have the, the Paiute Indians and you know all of those kind of Indians, natives, whatever you want to call them, mm-hmm. right? But the Spaniards named the territory Nevada because Nevada means what? Does anybody know? Um, insurmountable loss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, for many... Deep, deep sadness. The Sierra Nevada mountain range yes. is named that because uh, Nevada means snowy. Oh. Whoa. Yeah, even though most of Nevada is not snowy. It's not very much. Yes. So getting back to uh, what you were asking about, Jimmy. What did you ask me about? Oh, Nevada Day. Yeah, yeah, the date. Yes. So originally, Nevada Day has always been October 31st. Okay. Because that was the... Birthday founded uh, years and years and years ago, right. 1864. And then in, uh, let's see. Uh, it was just recently, wasn't it? Just recently. But what we started doing was we started going, okay, we don't want to have Nevada Day on the, same as, on the same day as Halloween. So what we'll do is we'll just celebrate it the day after. November so in 1st. my brain, I was thinking that Nevada Day was always... November 1st. Mm. So they recognize Nevada. And then in the early 2000s, mm-hmm. the Nevada state legislator said, you know what we should do? We should find a reason to just always have a three-day weekend. <laughs> so let's just oh. say it's the last Friday mm-hmm. in October. Right. So the reason why you think it's always the last Friday in October is because that is when we celebrate it, but that's so that all the government and all the teachers and everybody who has a real job can get a three-day weekend did and our, have Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. And our boy had 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 Friday off, didn't he? Yeah, they didn't have any school. Okay, that yes, that's yeah, true. They didn't have any school. There for it is. Okay. okay. Uh, do you know what the state motto is? Uh, Battle born. Okay. Am I wrong? I think um, I'm wrong. E pluribus odum. <laughs> e pluribus otis. Odum. Odom? Yeah, Lamar Odom. Lamar Odom. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I thought Battleborn too, yeah. but Battleborn, the Battleborn State is just one of the nicknames. Okay, the Silver right. State. Our official motto is all for the country. Really? Yeah. Really? Actually, all for our country. All, all for, for our, our country. country. Wow. Huh. Uh, it is the seventh most extensive land-wise state and the 32nd most populous. And uh, nearly three quarters of Nevada's people obviously live in Clark County, right? Yes, that's yes, yes. Is. 
And uh, the other little thing that I jotted down here that I thought was interesting was Nevada legalized kind of it, uh, it, gambling and prostitution mm-hmm. and everything was legal for a long time. And then in the early 1900s, along with all the prohibition and everything, we, we outlawed all that. But then we re-legalized gambling in 1931. So from like, like the turn of the century to like, to like 31, there was no gambling? Yes, there was wow. there was there no was legal no, gambling, no legal gambling and, and prostitution. Wow. Okay, but dig this: mm. March nineteenth, nineteen thirty one, with the approval of the legislator, the governor uh, enacted, signed the bill, and also um, uh, had some of the most liberal divorce laws mm. in the country. Mm-hmm. So you could come to Nevada, you could gamble, you could get mm-hmm. an easy divorce, and that bill was signed conveniently. October 31st? No. Oh. Eight days after the government approved the $49 million construction contract for the Hoover Dam. Oh. So we the need governor, money. The governor said, you're going to have a whole bunch of people coming to Nevada uh-huh. and like building the Hoover Dam, and maybe they'll come over to Las Vegas, which uh-huh. is only a few miles away. Let's legalize gambling and prostitution oh, again. So we wow. Can so that's really why we got legal gambling and prostitution back is because the, the dam. dam was going to be, be being built. All of these men were going to be <laughs> leaving their families to come oh find work God. and set up shop in Boulder City. And uh, They needed somewhere to give their money and fuck. They needed somewhere to party. Damn. So that's how we got it. Jeez. Yep. Good one. So happy Nevada Day, Happy everybody. Nevada Day, you yeah. prostitutes and gamblers. Happy Nevada Day, you degenerates. But we lost all the prostitution in Clark County. Well, mm. we did. We did. Well, yeah. that could come the, back, actually. Except, so, except for all the uh, government officials whoring themselves out. Yeah, oh. all the legal prostitution. That's what I mean. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yes, you yes. Can drive over to Prump if you're looking to slum it. Mm. All right. Yeah. Wow. Good one. Nice, uh... Yeah, nice, nice, uh, I, fun I, facts. I like the idea of that segment. <laughs> Johnny ruins holidays. <laughs> <laughs> no, Halloween. I, I, I was kind of looking a little bit. You know, there's a lot to Halloween there's too. A lot, you know, right? We don't really know exactly. I mean, there's all these different traditions. Yeah, and yeah, some yeah. Some say it came from Christianity, and some say it came from Celtic stuff. And, sure. Um, I. It was an interesting fact that. Um, I say fact. An interesting theory. Um, that. Trick or treating in the United States. It didn't start until the 1930s. Hmm. Uh, obviously, uh, interestingly, the same time gambling and legal prostitution was up. But yeah, um, there uh, in the in the English and Celtic tradition, they would do what was called souling, mm. and the kids, the poor kids, yes, would go begging for like food and biscuits and stuff in exchange for praying for the lost souls of the families that oh, were giving. wealthier. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So and this would this happened for I don't know like 400 years kind of before this, right? So the the family the yeah, the kids from the poor families would go from house to house and the the uh you know the song Hot Cross Buns? Yes. You know this? It's little buns that have like a cross. Uh-huh. And so the rich families would make these buns with crosses or little meat pies or you know whatever. Yeah, sure. Or money. They would give them uh-huh. money sometimes. Uh-huh. So they would go begging for food and money in exchange for the kids promising to pray for the for the lost souls. And that that would happen on the day before All, All Saints, Saints Day. Saints Day, right, and right, right. Two days before, like on All Hallows Eve or All yes. Hallows Day. So the eve of that, they would go begging or whatever. So, and then I think it, uh, 
that tradition started again in Canada in like oh. the late 1800s. Uh-huh. And then by the early 1930s, it kind of spread down to the United States. But we didn't start, yeah, we didn't start begging, you know, dressing up as ghosts and goblins and stuff and trick-or-treating until early in the 19th century. I guess trick-or-treating 1900s. is a form of gambling. <laughs> a form of gambling? Yeah, because it's either a trick or a treat, right? Yeah, 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 right. I mean, you, you're, you're, going, you're going up to a stranger's house. You're asking for... Some some goodies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there there's not a there's not a a one hundred percent chance that you'll get it. You might get a treat. Oh, wait, when you're asking for a trick or treat, you, are you asking to get tricked? No, or I, th- I you think- say give me a treat or you'll get tricked. Yeah, it should be treat or trick. Treat or trick, right? Yes, doesn't quite flow the same. It but does. It's like give me a treat or else. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull a trick on you. Uh-huh. That's, that's what I always assumed it was. Yeah, no, that makes sense now. Yes, isn't it so very American to like <laughs> go to go? We're gonna take this tradition that lasted 400 years of like, hey, in exchange for maybe a, a buck or or or, or uh, you know something to eat, I'll pray for yeah, you. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Like, we take it. We go like, I want some candy or else I'm gonna fuck with you. <laughs> We're gonna shake you down, pal. right? Right. I'm gonna TP your your, your front yeah, your yeah, trees yeah, in your yeah. front house. Yeah. I was assumed it was that though. That the trick or treat was that. Yeah. No, you, this does make you sense. You hand over the treats, or else we we pull a trick on you. But it's like gambling, like even in the olden days, when it's like you know, give us treats, and I'll pray for your soul, your the souls of your of your dead relatives. It's like it's like you're just like basically like just hanging your head on a wish. Yeah. <laughs> of course, yeah. So and and there's the the gambling of you don't know what you're going to get. That's true. Exactly. You might you might get an apple with a razor in it. And the house doesn't always win in this case. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> the house actually literally loses every time. Uh-huh. Mm. yeah. I didn't other than the trick or treat thing, I didn't find anything that, like just really kind of blew me away about it. It was horribly that's funny, yeah. interesting. Yeah, but, yeah. Was Halloween big for you when you were a kid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, I was in a, a good neighborhood for it and like all the kids around and stuff. And yeah, I would dress up every year and just haunt the neighborhood and just get a ton of ton of things. But, you know, it, it was it was the very beginnings of the whole uh, razor blade in the in, in the uh, in the candy stuff like that, which I think there's actually no proof of. Right. Like, isn't it all just kind of urban legend? Or no, I think that, or it happened once I, yeah, somewhere, it didn't one time, happen very often at all, like once or twice or something like that. But no, no, I I think it did happen. See, this is this is where we need to get to the internet. Yeah. Um, and uh, and yeah, I mean, my mother, my crazy, mm. you know, like oh, she, like she needs any more help, right. you know, with this shit, right? Uh, was freaked out by it. And, but the, although, like, I don't remember being deprived of having any of the candy afterwards. You had to come home and dump it out and they kind of go through Maybe it a little bit. Maybe they did sift we had to through it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't particularly care for Halloween. Yeah. Um, as an adult. And as a kid, it wasn't that big of a deal to me. And I wonder, I mean, we would dress up and we would go from house to house and we would trick or treat. But now, I mean, I don't know what it's like back in Ohio. I haven't been back to Ohio for, you know, 
especially for a holiday or whatever, 25 years, whatever it's, whatever it's been, um, where I grew up anyway. But there was maybe a house in the neighborhood that would kind of decorate or mm. it would be like an open house where you could walk through and have like hot chocolate and it was oh, like, oh, you'd actually go in, be huh? de- decorated, oh, you fun. know, yeah. but it wasn't a thing where a bunch of people decorated and mm. it was just kind of like the kids dressed up. And maybe if you were going out with your kid, you would dress up along with your kid or whatever. But there were no, you know, big adult Halloween parties and costumes and stuff. And now, and maybe it's where we live. Yeah. Now I feel it's like to yeah. me, it feels like a bigger holiday for adults than it does for kids. I guess it's even like being in Chicago, marketed that way. in Chicago, when when Halloween you know rolled around, there was always like you know the sexy nurses, you know, and like stuff like that. It's not yeah, necessarily I Vegas. Guess. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's maybe into the 80s or 90s or something that like really uh, uh, got us into, you know, more of an it being more of an adult sort of thing. Yeah. The commercialism of it all. That's true. Yeah. And I wonder sometimes I wonder if it was like because it was the devil's holiday. Right. It was ghosts and goblins. And of course, I, you know, grew up in a house, you know, that was hip on all all into the satanic panic and all of that kind of stuff. So I, you know, but for me it was, I, I would dress up or, you know, but it'd be a last minute costume. I'd go as a soldier or, you know, a cowboy or something and throw some shit together. But it was, and then now as an adult, I just kind of go like, it just feels like a holiday for kids for me. Like I just, Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not all in on it. I know some people are freaking love Halloween. They're like, it's their favorite. So, uh, a quick Google search of razor blades and Halloween candy. Oh Yeah. The very first result is NPR, and the headline is, Why the Urban Legend of of Contaminated Halloween Candy Won't Disappear. And the and that's that's from one day ago okay. on NPR on NPR.org. And then right underneath it, ABC News, this is from November 2nd, 2022, so last year. Multiple razor blades found hidden in children's Halloween candy. This was in Eugene, Oregon. As, as as authorities search for suspect. So it's like, it's just a myth. But it happened. <laughs> it's, but I wonder if like, at this point though, because it's like some kind of faux copycat crime kind of thing. It's like, is somebody actually doing it to try to hurt people or is somebody doing it because they've heard about a thing and they go like, oh, this is kind of funny. I'm going to do this or like. Well, when I was I a kid, know. it was around the exact same time when uh, they would poison the uh, uh, medicine capsules. Tylenol capsules. Tylenol capsules. Yeah. They would put cyanide and stuff like that in but, those things. It's, it's around the same era. Yes. You say they, though. I think, again, I think it happened once. Uh, sure. You know what yes. I mean? It, it wasn't like there was a, I mean, it happened once yes. and, and then what was, it was Tylenol, right? And they had to take, you know, millions and millions Sometimes of bottles Sometimes a great of notion. All it takes is one person to have an idea for others to glom onto it. Uh, that, Wait, what did you say? <laughs> Sometimes a great notion. Oh, I, I thought you said sometimes a grain in the ocean. I was like, ocean. oh, you're gonna you're gonna drop some wisdom about oh. dropping a pebble, and then the waves <laughs> getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Oh, that's it. Yeah, it makes sense. No, no I understand. Co- I, I, cop- copycat. Yeah, uh, copycat. I, I understand. But like, I th- I think when that happened, there was literally only it only yes. happened once, and then we all panicked. Didn't it happen in like Ohio too? Wasn't uh, like that the place? Well, let me let me go to the internet while well, you guys Illinois. discuss. Like it's one of our it's one of our states. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when I was growing up as a I feel kid, like it happened around around me. I think. Yeah. yeah, when I was growing up, growing up as a kid, uh, every house had their front porch light on, and every house gave you candy. Yeah, and you knew which houses to go to. Sure, 
you know, there were the there were the the hippie teachers who gave apples and toothbrushes, <laughs> right? And you, avo- you avoided them like the fucking plague. <laughs> and then there was the um, uh, Ben Willises who owned the local grocery store and gave full size candy bars. Oh, that's the way to do it. So you would have like two costumes in your bag. <laughs> You would you go around the block, change costumes, come back again, trick or treat. Come on, oh, absolutely, that's hilarious. Um, my first year here, uh, when I was in Henderson, yeah, I was like, oh man, I got a great street. There's kids on my street. We didn't work that night, so I was going to be home on mm. Halloween. I am going to be the guy. Yeah. I went to Smart and Final, and I got full size fucking candy bars. <laughs> I spent three hundred dollars on candy. Oh. Not a single fucking kid <laughs> came to my door. But were you really that sad because you had all those ch- all mm. those candy bars? To eat? The house have, won. Yeah, the, the, house the house won, won at this that point. One. Yeah, <laughs> I brought them into work. I gave them away at work. I mean, yeah, there was, yeah. I I bought full size Snickers. I bought full size hundred grands. I bought full size Twix. Oh, but I I appreciate the effort. That's very kind of you. Um, lace Wik- Tylenol. Wikipedia article. Yes. Entitled Chicago Tylenol nice, Murders. Nice, dude. Yes, uh, Bayer. Remember Bayer aspirin? Oh yes. yeah, it's still uh, a thing. Yeah, it's still a thing. Chicago Tylenol Murders was a series of poisoning deaths. It says a series ah. from drug tampering in the Chicago metro area in 1982. Yes, that sounds exactly right. Um, the acetaminophen capsules were laced with mm-hmm. potassium cyanide. Mm-hmm. Seven people died in the original poisonings. Oh, there you go. And there were several more deaths in copycat crimes, subsequent copycat crimes. Yep. No suspect has been charged or convicted of the poisoning. God, even to this day, huh? But New York City resident James William Lewis was convicted of extorting, uh, of excuse me, of extortion for sending a letter to Tylenol's manufacturer that took responsibility for the deaths and demanded $1 million to stop them. The incident led to reforms in packaging of over-the-counter drugs. Oh, so, so he this just, guy was just trying to pretend like uh-huh, he did it and uh-huh. shake Tylenol down for... So it's because of that guy that we have that stupid thing on bucks. top now. Yep. Yep. Exactly right. Oh, wow. Yeah. In, in September of uh, 19... Oh, 12-year-old. September of 1982, 12-year-old Mary Kellerman was hospitalized and she died the next day. Ugh. And then it kind of uh, goes goes from there. But And what about needles and razor blades in the thing? I, I'm trying to find that too, and it's it, it's a bit of a challenge. I always heard that it was like in an apple that you would take an apple and you stick like a needle in an apple or you know whatever. I was when the kids were young and they would bring the uh, you know sacks of candy home. It was always like, yeah, you, you pour it out just to kind of make sure. But I don't know. I never lived in like weird fear about all of that kind of stuff or whatever. But I would always say, all right. This is how taxes work. <laughs> so I go to work and I make much money, but in order for me to stay in this country, I have to pay taxes. You live here. You went out. You did some work today. You gather a bunch of candy. But in order for you to stay in this house, you got to pay some taxes. <laughs> you pay the taxes. That's hilarious. Okay, but not the Reese's and not the hundred grand. Uh, and not the, <laughs> nope, I love hundred grands. That, that's, you're paying that tax. <laughs> Did you see that Handsome Steve had a yeah. bowl of? Uh, oh yeah, the best, got one. The best candy bar. Yeah, a little fun size hundred oh. grand. So NPR is insisting that it's a legend and that it was a lot of like moments in history where you know it kind of like really came up and you know it, it, it and they do bring up 
There were also moments when that fear spiked, like after the Tylenol killings in 1982, seven people died of being poisoned, painkillers laced cyanide. This led to speculation that Halloween candy would be dangerous that year, but there was no wave of Halloween poisonings. Now, that is is oddly worded to yeah. me. Like, there's no wave. Like, it wasn't a huge problem. And it was also but, just poisonings, not like actual razor blades or needles. Right. Because those are skyrocketing. Razor blades and needles are skyrocketing? No. <laughs> okay. I was like, oh, really? Um, isn't a real problem? Yeah. Have, for decades, Halloween safety public service announcements and police officers have advised parents to ex- inspect their children's candy before letting them eat it. Generations of kids have been told bad people want to hurt them by tampering with their Halloween candy. And then... This uh, professor of sociology and criminal justice, the University of Delaware, says this is absolutely a legend. It's not a particularly great legend, but it lives on. So I, I don't know what that means. Am I supposed to let that cat out? No, I was just showing you that it does exist. Oh, yeah. no, I've seen that one. What, that one. That one's named like Milo or something. What's Ethel. Name? Ethel. You'll never see Alan. All black cat. Speaking of. All Saints Day today. Yeah. There is an article on Wikipedia called Poison Candy Myths. And but it doesn't uh, it doesn't have anything. This same guy says, I have data going back to 1958, and I have yet to find a report of a child that's been killed or seriously hurt by a contaminated treat picked up in the course of trick-or-treating. It's just poorly worded. Yeah. It's just like, has it never happened? Or has has have they been like got a little nick on their tongue yeah, right. from I got an one side? In my mouth like, oh no, you just got a little yeah. It that'll heal. Uh I have I have a few examples. Okay. <laughs> Great. In nineteen sixty four, a disgruntled Long Island, New York woman <laughs> gave out packages of inedible objects to children who she believed were too old to be trick-or-treating. <laughs> the packages contained such items as steel wool, yeah. dog <laughs> biscuits, and ant buttons, which were clearly labeled with the word poison. Oh, oh <laughs> no one was injured. Uh, another notable milestone spread in the campy ta- uh, candy tampering myths was an article published in the New York Times in 1970 that claimed those Halloween goodies that children collect this weekend on their rounds of trick-or-treating may bring them more horror than happiness and provided specific examples of potential tampering. Potential tampering. And in 1959, a California dentist gave candy-coated laxative pills oh, to trick-or-treaters. Nice. He was charged with outrage of public decency and unlawful dispensing of drugs. Good gravy. <laughs> oh, that's, that's hilarious. That's pretty funny, though. That's The it, kids that's... will not be returning the next year. Oh, my God. <laughs> I have another use for those sugar-free butterflies that I gave the girl at work. Sugar-free butterflies? You guys know this story. I do not. I used to always keep a cup of gummies in the golf cart. Oh, I kind of know this. And I would always go there before shows, fill it up. <laughs> And by the time I got down, when you say gummies, you don't mean gummies. You mean just gummies, like gummies, not not edit, not not edibles, <laughs> worms, yeah. or or other yeah. bears. Yeah, right. And I'd always fill it up. So, but but by the time I got down their first show to the golf cart, it'd be half empty. Yeah. And I finally figured out who it was, and so I got her a gift <laughs> after having read the hilarious reviews on Amazon 
about a certain brand of sugar-free gummies. Oh, fuck. They I produce, do remember they, this story. They produce um, alcohol sugars. Oh. It, it, it's it, because the, the, the sweetener in it produces alcohol sugars, which, is, which disrupts your gastrointestinal system. Oh, okay. Uh, and so I gave her her own bag. Okay. And it... it, it it she, disrupted her gastrointestinal system. <laughs> she ate half the bag oh. before the first show. Oh no! By the second number in the first show, she had to call out because she was shitting herself. Do we know who this person is? Yes, we do. Okay. Um, and then she was out, subsequently out for three days. <sighs> but yeah, um, and, and but I got taken to the office saying I, I poisoned her. I said no, I did not. <laughs> I did not. It clearly states that some people may have a bad reaction to this. If you do, stop eating them. And it says it right on the label of the bag yeah, that I gave she her. She didn't test that out. It was, no. it was too late. Yep. <laughs> um, but if you ever want to read great reviews, look up uh, sugar-free butterflies or sugar-free gummy bears oh and read some of the Amazon reviews about the horrific. It starts off with, <laughs> with an hour of uncontrollable gas. Lengthy and, <laughs> and, and, and noxious. And then that gas just abruptly stops and turns into diarrhea. Oh, my God. We have to get to junk today. Okay. Yeah. We, can't, we can't not get to junk. Okay. Okay. I have something special to share with the group. You do? I do. That's all I'm saying. I'm very much looking forward. I don't need to rush out of here because the boy did not go to school today. Oh, is he all right? He's fine. He asked last night. He's like, can I take the day off tomorrow? I'm like, why? Needs a me day after all the, after all the candy grab? I guess. Yeah. Are you ready? Am I? This is a, an Amazon, Amazon review from Luke for the Haribo, Haribo Gold Bears Gummy Candy 5-pound bag. The title of the review is See you in hell, Haribo sugar-free gummy bears. <laughs> it was my last class of the semester, and the final exam was worth 30% of our grade. Oh, God. After a late-night study session, oh. I felt confident, but had to decide between sleeping or cooking breakfast. My eyelids chose sleep. My stomach later regretted this decision. After several uncomfortable stomach rolls, I finally decided to make a quick stop by the campus bookstore and grab a snack before my test. Since the semester was ending and everyone was going home for the summer, a lot of items were on sale, including snacks and candy that they kept up front. Being in the hungry state that I was, I felt only logical to pick the largest yet least expensive candy in order to get more bang for my buck. And there they sat. Two bags of Haribo sugar-free gummy bears. Buy one, get one free. What a deal, I thought naively. I would eat one bag before a test and one bag afterwards. <laughs> As I walked to class, I gleefully chewed on those ab abominable little bastards, unaware of the utter mayhem that would soon unleash upon my poor, poor anus. Oh, God. I sat down at my desk as the professor informed us that due to issues with cheating in the past. Due to issues? Yes. <laughs> due to issues <laughs> with cheating in the past, restroom breaks would be prohibited until the completion of the exam. Uh -huh. I'll give you 10 minutes to use the restroom now. This will be your last chance. Any Oof. takers? Oh. Well, the demon bears hadn't released their unholy <laughs> necromancy upon my stomach yet. So in my moment of ignorant foolishness, I remained seated, still munching on those miniature bear-shaped bombs. <laughs> After the students wise enough to take the professor's offer had returned, the professor handed out the test. I was six questions in. I was six questions in when it happened. It started subtly at first, almost like a slight tingly sensation in my lower abdomen. 
I thought nothing of it, assuming my intestines were just doing their thing. Little did I know that my intestines were trying desperately to warn me of the horror that was on the horizon. By question nine, it happened again. But this time, it was followed by a sharp pain, as if those infernal hellions had orchestrated an attack upon my colon. I fought to contain the groan and tried, tr- that tried escaping my lips. It was at this point that I began to panic. Something was going horribly wrong, and I needed to get through this test before it got any worse. By question 14, my worst fear was upon me. The Satan bear's burning, hot, liquidy, dark magic crashed against my anal sphincter like a tidal wave. I was able to... <laughs> I was able to close the hatch just in time, but those relentless, toxic bears beat against it like orcs breaking down the doors of Helm's Deep. I knew I wouldn't be able to so much as shift my seat without risking a breach. I kept fighting through my exam, clenching my cheeks with all of my might. Beats of sweat began rolling down my neck. Suddenly, a loud, gurgling war cry came from my belly, and the entire class lifted their heads. At this point, nothing mattered except expelling this ungodly presence from my bowels. With 15 questions left, I promptly wrote C for every answer and ran out of the classroom. (laughs) My professor yelled something, but I was too preoccupied with the volcanic eruption that needed to take place before I could find sweet, sweet relief. I burst into the restroom like Kool-Aid Man, and behold, the handicap stall was empty. Sun rays from the adjacent window shone upon it as if it were a gift from God himself. It took me less than .5 seconds to undo my belt buckle, pull down my pants, and finally relax my weary buttocks upon the toilet seat. Having the, having the handicap stall is, is, a, yes. is a definite plus. It's got the rails. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. I took absolutely no effort to... Ex- it, it took absolutely no effort to expel this demon. Almost immediately, the floodgates of hell were opened by the damned. Li- by the damned, liquefied souls of an entire bag's worth of gummy bears cried as they burned through my sphincter into the watery <laughs> abyss below. I had never felt such simultaneous relief and anguish in my life. After more than 30 minutes of this, I immediately went home, dug a hole in my backyard, and burned the remaining bag of gummy bears. I leave with this. Do not, I repeat, do not eat these spawns of Satan. Not only did they cause me to fail my final test, but the anguish I experienced something, is something I wouldn't wish upon anyone, not even my worst enemy. The only place these... Is God forsa- Yes. <laughs> the, only place these God, the, the only place these God-forsaken hell bears belong are buried deep below in the earth's surface. Three stars. We'll try again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That gets an A plus. That gets yeah. an A plus. That is. That's. There are others. Better. I'm sure. I'm sure that that's better written than like many essays. Sure. Turned in for. I mean that that is very well done. Yeah. Ah, uh, that's good. So visual. Junk. Junk it away. It's about that time. Let's do it. I'll I'll go first. Do it. If I can remember what it was. Um, my junk this week was uh oh, the hip hopopotamus versus the rhyme noceros. Indeed. Uh, I I got hip to 
Um, Flight of the Concords. Yeah, I got hip to Flight of the Concords just from probably their, you know, I think the special that this is from was a you know, Comedy Central special or something like mm, that. Mm-hmm. But just kind of saw them live and I didn't even realize. You saw them live? No, I didn't oh. see them. Just just their live stuff. Oh, I like see. Like video clips of their yeah. live performances. Mm-hmm. But um, I, don't, I, even, I don't even know that I knew that they had a TV show until probably after the fact that they oh, I see. had a TV show or whatever. But I love this. There are some songs that are more popular but just i mean it's so well written and they're yeah. like t- they're the the delivery of of it's not just them doing a funny song you know what i mean it's like the attitude in which it's delivered yeah and the kind of the the character in right. which it's delivered and everything is so funny so funny yeah those guys have always been kind of an enigma to me like of like like how 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 does it work so well how do these characters as developed are, how are they so comedically successful? Because they're they are un, under performers as their characters. They're right. like kind of lazy, understated, and un, uh, definitely understated as well. They have no confidence in themselves. It seems they're not bombastic or anything like that. Quite the opposite. But yet, as actors. They have confidence in their characters, which makes them yeah. watchable yeah. and funny. And I, it's it, but I still can't put my finger on how amazing geniuses they are. But it's just like you know, you can tell why you know somebody like Eddie Murphy is a comedic genius, or mm-hmm. you know, other people who are just you know Robin Williams, things like that. They're just kind of over the top, and those who, who they are. But these guys are just like they—they're confusing, but they're lovable, and they like just exude this sort of like, uh, yeah, this uh, this like backwards confidence, right. you know, that's just really, really fascinating and infin- infinitely watchable. These guys got me down a little bit of a rabbit hole because yeah. I didn't watch the TV show. Mm. Um, I tried to, uh, and that's when I realized I don't like accents. <laughs> that's that's a broad statement. <laughs> I just I, that's I, gonna. That's, you've done this before. You've yeah. like you've you've not watched television shows because you can't stand British people doing American accents. And and yes, and and then there are some <laughs> British accents I can't stand. You know, but I was I didn't even didn't even want. Wasn't even on my radar to watch these guys. But even though it's their like true accents, that's true. Like, they're not. Yes, they're not like putting it on. No, no, no. It was just annoying. Just... To, it was it, it. It messes with my ears. Okay, it, it upsets my brain. Okay. Um, but I watched this and I was like, okay, there's something to them. And so I went down a little bit of rabbit hole. I was like, and then I was like, God, they sound so familiar to me. Oh, they're they're not their style, but their um pace and their irreverentness. A reveritude. I'm like, God, what is it? What is it? And then I realized, Takawatiti. Oh yeah, Takawatiti. Yeah, they all three work together. Yes, mm-hmm. and I was like, that makes sense. Yeah, and I love Takawatiti. Yeah, so yeah. now I was like, okay, I'm all in on these guys. They are geniuses. Yeah, yeah, absolute geniuses for sure. Um, and I didn't realize that he's one of the guys in in uh, Human Resources. Uh, the, the the TV show. Oh, the animated uh, Big Mouth spinoff. Oh, I never saw it. Yeah. Uh, 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 Jermaine is yeah, or uh, Jermaine. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, he plays the gay lover of one of Satan's spawns. J- Jermaine was also in. He played uh, one of the animated movies. I can't remember. It's Disney or Pixar. He played this underwater kind of like evil 
person sang a song. I forgot what it was. And then uh, Brett went on to write the music for the Muppet movie. I was going to say yes, like, and he and he's in it too, right? Or he, or, I don't I, know. I, I feel like I've seen him in a video like with Muppets, and he for won sure. the Oscar for for music direction or song or something from 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 that. Yeah, well, I think that there was a. I think that. Almost positive that, yeah. that I've seen video with him. Yeah, I would be surprised. really talented guys. Both obviously, are great. You know what I mean, and I told you last week I saw them. We we saw them live at Madison Square Garden in New York. I was right. like, oh, I'm in New York, and they're in. I'm just like, let's get tickets in this massive thing. These two guys and guitars in like the biggest one of the biggest stages in in the United States. It was so good. It's also, I think, very. <clears throat> In my opinion, as someone who sometimes tries to be funny and as someone who uh, has written music, mm-hmm. it's, I think it's, it's difficult to uh, do comedy with a guitar, like comedy music, mm. and not have it be, pardon the pun, one note. Huh. A lot of times someone will, uh, they, their shtick is they write funny songs mm-hmm. The verse is a setup, the chorus is the punchline, mm. and then it's just the same yes. throughout everything that they do. Yes. And their stuff is is not like joke setup. Right. It's just inherently smart and uh-huh. funny throughout. Uh-huh. And it's, you know, a guy stands up and he's like singing, I got a love song that uh-huh. I'm singing, I got a love song that I'm singing, I got a love song that I'm singing. And then the chorus is, and your body's still in my trunk, and your body's still in my trunk. And then that's the joke. Yeah, right? Right. it's just and like. And then you a, do a second verse. Second verse is setting up, and then the, the body's still in the, the trunk. trunk. And, right, right, right. Or whatever it is. Right. I made it up, but TM. Sure. But, um, <laughs> it, but, to, do, but to, to do musical stand up comedy. Yeah borders often on just being cheesy yeah, or, yeah. or one note and it's it's not with yeah. them like no, these all guys their just stuff crack, is so crack good. that code yeah yeah so good yeah i i i love i mean i have their album you know most beautiful girl in the room is just drop dead hilarious to me and the second one too that they put out there's another album that they came out with not too long after that that's got some funny stuff on oh, it it's yeah. not it's not like you know banger after banger in my opinion but yeah and they like tackle every genre you yeah, know, yeah. I mean, this is rap, obviously, but then you got you know love song, you got like you know punk rock, and and yeah, they're just really, really funny and smart. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a good one. My junk this week, gentlemen, was a minute and forty seconds long. If you watched any longer, that was on you. That's not what I wanted you to watch. Uh, I love this piece. There's something about the articulation that this puppeteer has with his marionette so beautiful and that the marionette had its own fucking personality yeah it was just beautiful um and it was either him or it was this guy from new york who um was a drummer um and he realized that he was he was a, a drummer who was doing jobs to play drums right where he wanted to be a he wanted to be a, his job to be a drummer and he realized, oh, my job is I'm a drummer who wants to do puppets. The little drummer marionette. Yeah, and so Drum but he set marionette. he makes he makes all, but he makes like denizens of Central Park, like people he's met and stuff, and he makes like and he he's beautiful. He, oh, that's my junk this week. I'll show it to you. Okay. Um, but this 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 guy with this the, the guitar thing. 
that minute and 40 seconds of him, the byplay that he has with the puppet and the puppeteer yeah. and the, the articulation of the hands and the way they just hit the, the everything just, uh, it was beautiful to watch. It really was. Absolute genius. I loved it. Uh, I watched the whole thing. I, uh, I, 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 I got a minute and 40 into it or whatever. And I was like, I'm just going to keep watching this. I watched it a couple of times. It's so the, um, like you said, the personality, it, it's one thing to be able to manipulate a puppet skillfully anyway, but yeah. for something that literally is lifeless to be able to express itself and to have this kind of life and this personality and the timing with the crowd and his, and the, the crowd reacting to something and then the puppet's reaction to the crowd, really well done, really smart, The all of the... You know, with him like the moving his hand up oh. and he's tuning the guitar, oh, yeah. like with the, the sound of like how does how does the hand like with the marionette you've got the know, string man. like and the hand comes up and around and it curls around the neck of the it's got to be a whole thing like with it, the like, whole hand hooked. is articulated the whole hand and there's is, strings like, through it articulated with his hand yeah with, like the strings I mean we don't see any of that it'd be really interesting to to have a wide shot of it right. to see like you know how he's doing it and the the beauty of that manipulation. Just oh, yeah. with him, the actual person, but man, it's so good. I didn't. You said marionette, and I—I I mean, I've seen some marionette stuff, and I don't know what I was expecting, but it was captivating. It really I, was. I really loved it. Yeah. No, and it's—it's it's amazing what what you can do with like an inanimate object that can only have certain sort of movements with like the eyes, the blinking, the heads going up and down, mouth opening, but that's it. Mm-hmm. You don't have any other uh, facial expressions, but just with body movements and the subtle movements of the face that you do have just tells an infinite amount of story that you can just like really get into the mind of this character that the puppeteer is creating. And it's funny because the character created, you got to see his persona right off the bat when he's with the booger. With the booger, yeah, it's like the shaking booger, up yeah. the, the, the scratching, the scratching of his the head, head. Yeah. yeah, and then you're like, oh, this is going to be different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and it, and it, it 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 tells us that we that we have the power to be able to do that as humans too. Like we don't just have to be all facey and all wacky exactly. or whatever. Like you can be subtle, yes, and you can have three different things that you're working on, and yes. you can tell a whole story with it if you're skilled and if you can if you can that's that's work the, at that and do it. I then that is what excites me the most about being a performer. I mean, yeah. that's what I strive to do. I mean, I I call myself a physical performer because I love telling stories with my body. More so than using a script to speak the the lines or whatever. Yeah, and that's why I'm in, uh, over the moon that I'm doing what I'm doing. Yeah, I was gonna say it shows in your work that you're doing I right appreciate now. It. It, it really does. Uh, my junk. You going? No, go ahead. <coughs> my junk. Uh, was kind of done on a lark because of Johnny's story last week about. Robbing banks. Yes. And I had my own short stint of robbery, fake robbery in the 90s as well. (laughs) I was, uh, it took forever for the missus and the boy to realize that I was in this clip. So I was wondering how long it took you guys to to see before you figured it out. Well, um, 
I wondered. Uh, I wondered about it because I was watching it the first time. I'm like, why? What, what, <laughs> what? is this? I'm just because I thought it was like, all referring to the Blood Alley thing. Bad we talked about reenactment. Oh yeah. I'm just looking at it like yeah. bad reenactment. <laughs> then I had a moment where I was like, Are they using real duct tape on this poor woman's <laughs> mouth? Like, are they? Are they like actually like uh-huh. using? Re- and then I was like, That guy's hair. Look at that guy's hair. <laughs> So are you the guy that like took the duct tape and like shoved it onto this lady's mouth? Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, I'm like I'm watching. How, like, how old were you? Like were you? 20. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. 20. You you have changed considerably. <laughs> yeah, you're telling me. Yeah. Although I feel like I'm like Oh, I'm now looking at it too cuz I'm kind of watching a little bit. You're driving the car. Too. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're, you're the, the getaway man. Yeah. No, they asked. It's like, who's a good driver? And I was like, eh, I'll, I'll do it. Just like you're a good swimmer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although at one point, they're filming me like they're in the cop car behind. The yeah. camera's in the cop car behind. So they're filming like my rear. And so they're like, okay, uh, now swerve into the left lane. And then I signaled. <laughs> and then, and then the they're like, don't signal. They're like, oh shit, right. Sorry. I was such a good driver that I signaled. But the... The <laughs> director of this was this fucking coked out fucking dude from L.A. And he was just the worst. He was horrible. The only other guy in the whole cast that I knew was the redhead in it. He's uh, was my best friend. St- still is a, a best friend um, from college. Uh, Joel. He... When he, when we threw the woman from the car, yeah. when we ejected her from the car and then ran back in, my buddy Joel like thought it would be funny to like throw her out and go bye bye and go back in and like like taunting her that way. And the director just started screaming at him. He's like, "Don't you know the camera can see you while you're doing this?" <laughs> and Joel was just like. Yeah, I, I certainly hope so. It was a character choice. Yeah. No, it was it was a really funny and that woman who I duct tape I th- I think she liked it a little too much. Uh, <laughs> now is this just a Chicago thing? Like this a was, local Chicago? It, it wasn't or? even Chicago. This was like around like downstate where we went to college. Okay. So this was during our college time. So we filmed this somewhere in uh, somewhere around champaign urbana maybe more towards decatur i don't know exactly you know, i was born in lincoln illinois yeah and we lived in we lived in mattoon until i was 2 you and then moved mattoon? to ohio i know where those places are yeah of course that's close to champaign urbana it's not far yeah it's not far but yeah so we 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 filmed that in and around the open stretches of cornfield highways just around there you know yeah, uh-huh. found some like you know they found the location of like the houses that we ransacked and stuff and i don't know who those those people were that we duct taped or did anything like that but all those cops were the real cops and they were like uh. and, and they were like is it okay if we uh if we rough you rough you up a little bit and i'm like yeah fucking do yeah. it and man they grabbed me out of that car threw me to the ground and like knee on my back you know the whole thing and handcuffed me yanked me up and i was oh, like oh man that was awesome 20 year old me was like yeah do your worst and now 50 year old me is like, like fucking cops no, no, yeah, 50, right. 50 year old me is like oh some, oh, some guy heckled me it's so sad <laughs> <laughs> my day is ruined my day is ruined <laughs> <laughs> i'm never gonna recover 
This guy called me. This guy called me Einstein. <laughs> Goddamn words hurt. <laughs> yeah. When we were talking last week about um, me doing the uh, me doing the the reenactment of mm-hmm. the drunk driving thing. Oh, you were saying like it was sponsored by Matt or whatever. Oh yeah, I yeah. got a buddy at, at the gym who is a closet bozo but he's a bozo and he was listening and he he works for the fire department uh-huh. and he said we still do that oh and like a couple times a year and they go all out <laughs> they they Blood have and everything oh they airlift people <laughs> to the hospital whoa they put them in body bags they put oh. like somebody in a body bag they like they they take they literally take the body bag to the morgue Fuck. they have they have the parents of kids who oh. died write obituaries and like print obituaries of them. Oh. Like they go all out with this a couple times a year. That's yeah, insane, dude. Yeah. So I have a bozo who has a, a, a related story uh, that I'm going to call now. Oh. Oh, is this our special guest? Oh, well, good timing. Yeah. Make sure Although that I- speaker goes right on the. Thing we have Although I texted and he didn't respond, so he may not respond to the phone call. Doesn't sound like it. Sure doesn't. Oh, Mr. Owens, you're upside down. Mr. Sachs, good afternoon. Oh, how are you? Good afternoon, Mr. Sachs. You are a uh, you are currently on two characters and a clown, and we were reliving Johnny's bank robbery uh, tale with Jimmy's um, duct taping car fiasco tale. And uh, you had mentioned to me that you had uh, a couple of similar stories, so I wanted the boys to hear them. Well, I have one similar story. And each time I tell it, it probably gets better. Okay. But not it's not going to compare with Johnny's story, or I'm sure with Jimmy's story. Hey, Jimmy. Hi. We're, 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 I'm going to We're gonna both be in the shot here. Hey, buddy. Tilt, tilt down. Good to see you both. There you go. So when I was in high school, I worked at Anderson's Market in Concord, Massachusetts. Concord is a small town. Anderson's was a store that was open seven days a week, unlike the other grocery stores, which were closed because of the blue laws on Sunday. Huh, sure. And that's the Lord's Day. <laughs> because of Sunday, yes. And it depends on, you know, which, you know, I have a different day as Lord's Day. Uh, okay, yeah, but not a lot of people in Massachusetts have that day as the Lord's Day. That, in, in, in fact, in Concord, Massachusetts, I was the only one. Yeah. Yeah. People, made it, people made it very clear to me. So Anderson's was right next. And so this is a small town. There's Richardson's Drugstore and Swan's Pharmacy across the street. And there's a bank across an alleyway from the grocery store. And one day, a bunch of kids in a high school drama class decided that they were going to film a bank robbery. Oh, my God. Mind you, only on the outside of the bank. Sure. Uh-huh. Yeah, I can't go in. And, and what could possibly go wrong <laughs> when you don't mention this to the bank manager, anyone who works at the bank, the police department, or anyone oh else? My God. They're dressed up in 1920s getup with Tommy guns. <laughs> Not real Tommy guns, but Tommy guns. The whole thing. And... They didn't get shot because this is 19, <laughs> this will date me, 1974 or so. <sighs> but let's just say that there were a lot of sirens and the two police cars <laughs> on the scene real quickly. Whoa. <laughs> it was something. Oh, my God. And from my vantage point, it looked like 
you know, something was really, and of course we run out of the store because like, we want to be in a hail of gunfire. When it's sure. All right. <laughs> okay. Okay. So actually there is story number two. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I totally forgot about story number two. <laughs> also Anderson's market. So I'm working at Anderson's. I'm at the front counter. It's a tiny, it's a narrow store, long, narrow store, deli counter in the back where I cut myself lots of times <laughs> and where there were maggots in the, uh, oh. meat saw, but that's another story. Okay. But in the front of the store, there's a small counter and I worked at that small counter and there was usually a a line of people waiting to be checked out. And one day it was kind of quiet and some tall guy walks in and he has one of these rubber masks that cover your entire face. And I was an unfailingly polite kid. (laughs) Surprise, I know. And so this guy with this mask says to me, Give me all your money. (laughs) I say, excuse me, sir, but do you have a gun? (laughs) He then gestures with his hand in his pocket as though he does have a gun, but doesn't show it to me. Uh Remarkably calm in this moment. uh, Stupid is the word I would use, but yes. (laughs) (laughs) And I say again, sir, do you have a gun? He says, give me your money. And I said, well, I, I have to see the gun. And oh he walks God. out. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it turns out, this gives you a sense of the, this place. It was the, uh, one of the best friends of the owner of the store, Dave Anderson. So, so yeah, who's, who's always drunk and who, who thought my last name was Schwartz. See note above right. that you made, Johnny, about the, the composition of town. And they just thought it was the funniest thing. He, the owner did afterwards say, if that ever happens, give him the money. <laughs> I, I have no idea what I, you know, it was just, it was just stupid. <laughs> was I think it's funny drill. that he, he wouldn't say yes. Right. He would never say, yes, I have a gun. It's in my pocket. Yeah. He would just say, give me the money. Yeah. He, he, just, like, he didn't want to lie. He to couldn't you. lie. That would be, that would be lying. <laughs> yeah. That would be lying. That's amazing. That is wild. Yeah. There you go. Those are my hold up stories. Great. Perfect. <laughs> Thanks, Adam. Have a great day. Wait. Can I mention one other thing? I guess. You got something you want to Johnny, plug? Johnny, I am so happy that you're reading Catch-22. Oh. It is one of my favorite books in the world for two reasons. Uh-huh. Reason number one, I don't think there's a bad paragraph in it. I think you can pick up any page of that book, read a paragraph, and you will enjoy it and laugh. Reason number two, which a lot of the reviewers picked up when it first came out, and this may or may not go by, um, it starts on page one. Yeah. Well, ah. Yeah. There's no introduction. And uh, I'm actually really enjoying. It. I'm about halfway through it, and I'm really enjoying it. And the way that it's, the way that it's constructed with like, here's a, a paragraph, or no, here's a chapter about major, 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 major. But yeah. it's it's yeah. kind of tied to maybe one of the yeah. corporals, and and it kind of goes weirdly in time with like some overlap and of what happened in Italy and the bombing of this and whatever. Yeah. I'm I'm actually really enjoying. it. It's very funny. It's so, very clever. So my suggestion with this book is read it as slowly as you can. Re- really take your time. Well, well done and done, because I'm a moron. <laughs> and it doesn't, doesn't, it, it, I don't fly through anything. That's not true. But, yeah, I do enjoy this one. It's better than Moby yeah. Dick. <laughs> There's a bar. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Adam. Bye. Love Bye. you, Love you Thank too. you. Uh, okay, my junk next week All right. is... A weird one. 
and it goes by the name of Adriano Celentano is the is the artist, I guess you could call him. And the title is one word Presencolinensinencusol. Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> Mine is, like I mentioned before, about this uh, incredible uh, marionette artist in uh, mm. Times Square. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little, I think it's the uh, AARP piece they did on him. Um, there are several videos of him out there that, you, that are, are, you can go down a rabbit hole if you want to. This one is simply titled Ricky and Doris. I was going to uh, bring this up earlier. We were having a fine discussion today, so I figure I would just save it for my junk this week. This is a video that was filmed in 1994 in a small town in Ohio, and it was put on YouTube in 2008. Oh. Oh. And it is called... Mock bank robbery example. (laughs) And after our discussion last week, I remembered that one of my mock bank robberies was Was filmed filmed? from two different angles. Oh, my God. Fantastic. So this is... Uh, the robbery. Uh, awesome. You, we, uh, we'll leave it as junk and we'll break it down next week. Oh, so awesome. great. Cannot wait. We did it, guys. We did it. We sure did. Uh, we had great lunch, horrible we dessert. Did. That's all right. It's all good. I, 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 I do take a little solace that pie making isn't as easy as it all is. I, I told you that I, baking is just a science and I'm not that good at science. It looks amazing. It, it does. It it looks like a picture of a pie that you would see on in a commercial. Yep. Yes, it's exactly. Beautiful. Yes, in a in a baking like baking book. Cookbook. Maybe I'll try again next week mm, if you want. Yeah, or you could try apple. I like a, I like apple pies too. Oh, I make a damn good apple pie. Great. I make a caramel apple pie that's pretty. Ooh. Yeah, pretty pretty awesome. Give me a fucking break. Tis the season. Tis it this is pie season. season. That's true. Yeah, very yeah. true. Well. I'm RJ. Do we do the whole thing about going to two characters and a clown? No, if you want to see bank robbery videos, oh, we got tons <laughs> of them. Go to two characters and a clown.com. We are lousy it's with bank all robbery. there. Uh, we are, yeah, we're lousy with reenactments. <laughs> um, uh, our, junk, our junk is all there. Our socials are all listed there. You could buy us a coffee if you like. You could drop us a note. Tell us what you're thinking. We'd love to read uh, your your stuff and uh, let us know how, how you're feeling, what your story is, uh, all of that. Uh, and yeah, we did it. We did it. I'm RJ. I'm Jimmy. Je suis Johnny. <sighs> Bye, kids. See ya. Love you, boys. Enjoy yourself, it's later than you think. WWJD, 
He wouldn't tip, I can tell you that much.